Welcome to What's Worlds up, crazy Collide. people of the, the Wrestling Cards Podcast? Can I start off a little bit different? Wrestling you never know what's going to happen. Train. Show. Welcome to the Worlds Collide, not Wrestling Trading Cards. Guys, screw that up. This is like a, a stock market. Like, you never know what's going to happen. So, uh, Tony, how's it going? Welcome. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing a question. Happy to chat wrestling Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards. We've got to start with a tad bit of housekeeping. On the last week's episode, we talked about the Worlds Collide Spotify playlist and today we're going to be adding a couple more songs to that because if you look at what we're wearing if you're watching the video portion of this show <laughs> we have two 80s no, no, notarized 80s bands <laughs> of totally opposite ends of the spectrum so yes we do <laughs> we've got motley crew and prince which i'm a fan of both i have been since i was a kid so we're going to put a couple of their songs on the list for you but again check the I'm going to have it in link in my bio and I'm going to put it in the links of the show notes as well. So any of these podcasts you listen to in the audio or video, you're going to be able to find the link to the playlist. And again, we want you to be engaged. We want to hear what, what is, you know, could it be a wrestling theme we've mentioned that you like? Uh, maybe there's a wrestling theme that we haven't mentioned, whether it's modern, old stuff, whatever. If it's on Spotify, let us know. Each person can pick one song. And we'd love to add it to the playlist, a community free free of charge playlist. I don't even think you have to have an account to check it out. You just go in there and hit play and, yeah, you do. and check it out. So it's going to be fun to kind of build that out and see what kind of interesting songs. I mean, and for, for those of you, if you want to search, just search Worlds Collide. It's not right, but it's good. That's the <laughs> name right. of the playlist. That's what we're sticking with. We're not, you know, right. I, I thought about he- leading it off with Winger. Haven't decided yet. Got to curate that list still, since that's what we named him after. But we're, we're not here we're to talk. We're trying to attract people, not take them, kick them away. That's true. Maybe I'll put <laughs> I'll put that as like the the what do you call it? Like the uh, not the the dark match. Is you like usually they would do the dark match before TV started. But this is going to be the one after mentioned. the main event, like the unsanctioned. Like there you go, or or yeah. like the you know you go to a concert and you see a big band and like they get done playing and then like an hour later, at like two in the morning, they're going to put on the local band that and yeah, everybody's yeah. leaving. That we'll put winger down there, maybe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start out. I mean, it's a wrestling theme, so maybe start out a little bit with, uh, you know, some kind of a classic uh, wrestling entrance. We'll see. Well, I got to put that to uh, you know. Well, I post recording. I'll have it out. I've been kind of working on it, but uh, you know, it, it it is out now. So check it out. Link in the show notes. But today, maybe you know what? Here we go. I'm going to go off the rails once again. We're talking about succession plans for your collection. And I will preface by saying that we had mentioned this in our hoarder episode, which everybody loved so much. We got <laughs> so much great praise for that from people. They loved us. They said, oh, you guys are the best. We're wrestling uh, card hoarders and we love you. Well, uh, I'm, still, actually, I'm still, rec- still recovering from that one. Yeah, we got the total opposite end of the spectrum on that. I'm just kidding, guys. So to, I mentioned in that that I thought that it was potentially a problem for people Certain people, I'm not, you know, Tony, you've said it yourself. We're not trying to tell people how to spend their money. Everybody can spend their money the way they want. But just from like, from my perspective on the common sense standpoint on the hoarding cards, I was like, you're going to have all this stuff. And then what do you do with it? And, you know, so, and people replied to us and they were mad about the hoarding and like, oh, you guys can't tell people how to spend their money. And that's not what we were doing. We were, we were just kind of given our thoughts, which that's what this podcast is all about. That being said, on a recent episode that you did with Paul, Paul had mentioned that he would like to see this brought up as a topic. Yeah. So if Paul's requesting it, I don't care what these other 
Yahoo jabronis out there saying about it. If Paul requests it, if anybody requests topics, hey, we're open to always talking about anything. So today we're going to take Paul's topic of the succession plan. So, Mm -hmm. Tony, I got to ask you, I'll just send it to you first. What are the what are your plans? And I think it's going to be different for both of us because of the way we collect and running businesses and all of these things that are different than the average person. So what are your plans for your collection or lack thereof or whatever it is you want to call the store combined with that? How are you approaching this? You know, honestly, I haven't given as much thought as I you would think I have. Um, and I really haven't thought about it that much until Paul brought it up. And I didn't even think about it uh, about a year ago. Um, actually, let me start over with that. About a year ago, I had this conversation with both uh, Chuckster and Paul about this. And we were talking about, you know, their collections and what they were going to do with their collections, you know, you know, after they pass. And, uh, you know, knowing that I was being uh, sort of involved in that was kind of one little morbid to me, but it uh, also made me think about what I have and what would I do with this stuff, you know, if I were to go into, uh, you know, declining health or right. I need the money for something for for medical reasons or whatever, or you know, I pass away. What will my wife do with uh, and my son and my daughter? What will they do with this stuff after I'm gone? And um, I haven't really looked into it as deeply as I should, but I don't, to answer your question, I don't have a plan right now. And having this conversation with you and hopefully for the audience um, can make people think about, like me, um, what the hell am I going to do with my stuff if that happens? I mean, I know I could go into either wills or trusts or property mem- memos, as they're called. Um uh, there's, you know, all kinds of will provisions and it, it's just a lot of different ways to go about it. And um, I don't have a game plan yet. Um, I I would like to think that my wife and my children would um, do something proper with whatever it is that I have. Um, I'm also a believer, too, that after I'm gone, why should I care what happens to my things after I'm gone? Because I'm gone. I'm not going to be enjoying these. I'm not going to be able to take them with me. Um I make jokes that certain people are going to be bare with their cards. That's what they seem to want to do with them. But yeah, um, if tweets their own, that's great. But I'm not going to be taking any of this stuff with me when I'm gone. So I have to give some serious thought as to what I want to do with my things or have them done. And when do I do them? Right. That's that's the question. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways. We, we've got some notes here we're going to try to cover. Um, as far as like, I really don't have a plan either, but that's kind of been... Uh, I'm, I'm somewhat, uh, besides the stuff in the back, like all these boxes behind me are store inventory and up, up the top is just fun stuff. But generally I'm kind of always been like a minimalist at heart. I like to collect things, but I don't need like my room overtaken with, you know, that's why I got rid of all my vinyl. That's why I got rid of a lot of my posters and CD collection and DVDs and all that stuff, because I like to just like have the minimal amount of stuff because I, you know, I'd rather have a lot of that money available if it's something I'm not using or something I don't like as well. And that's, again, I've talked about it a million times. That's how I approach collecting my PC, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I really don't have a plan, but I also am in a unique situation of I have no kids. My family doesn't care about any of this stuff. My wife will get stuck with it. She knows how to sell things on eBay. She'll just, I was like, just throw it up and whatever you get is what you get. Like if there's something that I think, I think that's why I like to go through that mental exercise about once a month. 
what what's that what do i want to look at in my collection that i love looking at and i don't want to get rid of regardless of the value and then i move over to the column of like well what is kind of cool but for the right price i'll let it go and then what is something that i just don't care about anymore and i'll just i'm doing, i'm going to get what i get and take that money you know buy another card maybe you know put a down payment on something else with a bunch of other cards uh you know, maybe put that money in a savings account. I don't know. There, there's a million things you could do. But I go through that exercise about once a month because I want to try to consistently trim the fat of the stuff I don't care about. So it, it becomes less of an issue of someone else to deal with because unfortunately, Tony, I don't know about you, I've had to deal with people passing and like inheriting their stuff or having to help and like take care of the stuff they've left behind. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes it's a pain like you're just overwhelmed with this stuff and i don't think that some people consider the burden that that's going to put on some people when when they pass and i know that it's also been talked about that people like i'm gonna i'm gonna be buried with my cards and i guess if that's what you want to do that's fine but like i recently heard a story of uh dimebag daryl from pantera when he was buried that at the funeral eddie van halen Mm-hmm. brought one of his original Frank, like the original Frankenstein yep. guitar and put it in his casket with him. And Vinny was like, are you sure you want to do this? This is your original Frankenstein. And he's like, dime was an original. He deserves an original, which yeah, is a cool story. Yep. But at the same time, um, you know, let, let's say you get buried with a card and that card could, if you, we can't predict when we're going to pass, but if you were a little bit more proactive, could that card sell if you didn't care about it as much? Could that set your family up? You know, if it was a, in mm-hmm. a will, like you said, or what if you sold it, uh, you know, a little ahead of time and said, here you go, do this with the money. You know, would that be a little bit more proactive for your family member or whoever's going to inherit your stuff as opposed to being buried with it? Mm-hmm. Like that's something that just for me personally, I've never understood the whole I'm going to be buried with something because I would rather anybody, my next door neighbor, I'd rather them inherit all of that money than something that's going to actually physically be in a casket with you. Yeah. Then there's the situation where I've heard people say, well, my kids are going to get it. And that's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because um, number one, they're doing just what I said. They're potentially setting their family up for the future by mm-hmm. if they've got some kind of high-end rare thing that their kids could then say they have no interest. That's okay. They could just turn yeah. around and sell that and help their family out down the road. On the flip yep. side, you know, how many people were buying Greg Jeffries cards in the 80s thinking <laughs> he was going to be the next big thing and saying, oh, these are for my kids. You know, that, how did that work out? So you're missing opportunities to kind of get ahead of the curve to sell things proactively to then do better things with that money, whether it's life stuff or PC stuff or whatever it is. So that's a super kind of out out of the box approach, I think, that I have to it. But that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Regardless of what your position is on this, I think it's important that as a collector, you should think about this and don't have to think about it when you get in your 60s or 70s like that. Now is a good time to think about it, regardless. Yeah. I, it doesn't, again, like you said, we no one has, we don't know our time is up. Uh, so it's never too late to think about it. Um, there's some online tools you can use to help you determine, you know, now or later, you know, how you can determine who's going to inherit your stuff. And, um, you know, you can, uh, you want you can you know start putting together your plans, whether it be in a will, whether it uh, be, like I said, in uh, a trust of some kind or, or what they call property note uh, memos or notes. Um, it, it's important to start kind of putting those things together. And as your collection changes, I know, but you don't have to be very specific about like 
you know, I have this 82 Hogan or I have this 2014 Roman Reigns. You don't have to be specific about your mm -hmm. things. You can just say my collection of cards goes to this or is to be this is to be done with it kind of thing. Um, it's kind of important to think about what you want to do with it. Um, you know, uh, I, I think you should include it in your will or whatever it is you want. And um, have you done that yet? I guess that's a good question to throw back to you. I haven't. No, I, I don't even have a will. So I don't either because I have, and again, unique perspective on my end, because we have this to talk about, like nobody's going to want my stuff. I don't have a whole bunch of, like, I don't have a huge extended friends and families. But, list, here, so. here's, the, but here's the problem with that though. And here's where I'm going to have an, a disagreement with you on that. Okay. And that is, you say that now knowing what you know now, but mm -hmm. the second that you pass, everything changes. People's perspectives change. People's attitude towards that individual change. People's like, whatever animosity you had towards a family member or whatever uh, grievances you had with such and such. Sometimes those things go like, oh, but no, no, Zan and I were the best of friends. He would have wanted me to have all this stuff. Blah, blah, right. blah, blah. Uh, so it, I think it's important that you still put together some sort of document that states, this is what my intentions are that I want my things to be done with uh, after I pass. So that nobody has any like, there's no fighting and squabbling. Again, you're not around to deal with it. So I guess it's who gives a shit, right? But um, no, you make valid points. But you have people who are going to be like, well, you know, you say now like, well, nobody cares about my stuff. Well, because they're around and you're around and they don't want to hear you talk about it because they don't give any interest in it because it's what you what makes you happy. Right. The second you're gone, all of a sudden like, well, you know, he's my first cousin from da 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 da. Like that. <laughs> and and you know, you know, we went to wrestling matches when we were kids and da 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 da. So I think I'm the one most you know because money is a driving force for a lot of people, uh, and they're going to want to get what they can out of it. This is why it's it, it's important. Like I'm I'm assuming with my my dad's in uh, in bad health and has been for a while, and I can give two silly shits about him to be honest with you. So, um, but I can almost guarantee you that there was a time when I was in the will for a lot of things. Uh, and I can guarantee you after 30 plus years of not communicating with the man that um, I have been removed from that with the exception of, because I know he's smart, that I will probably be bequeathed <laughs> uh, $1. Because that's what you guys have to do. Because if I'm not, if you're not, my understanding, again, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. But my understanding, and I did this with my, my, my ex's uh, mother did the same thing. Her father left her one dollar in a will so that she could not contest the will gotcha. because she was given something. So if you leave a will, you have to make sure that all the parties that are, that are important that, you know, like, oh, my second cousin over here, blah, 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 over there. You give them a dollar. You give them a... Most aren't going to take it. But then if you at least left them something, they can't really contest the will then. Makes uh, sense. So nope. I'm pretty sure that my dad is going to leave some like a dollar or something like that in the will. Or like, uh, hey, here's a, I'm leaving him a pack of firecrackers that I got from, you know, 1978 that have been in the bottom drawer of my waterbed that I've had since 1979. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I would probably put something together that to protect the people that you care about the most, I would probably put something together that at least details, this is what I want my collection. And I'm just talking from a collection standpoint. I, I don't know what else you have in stocks and bonds and property sure. and, and I, I, who knows, but we're talking from a collector standpoint. Yes. Uh, you, as you all know, your collectibles have value and the value is just basically on what the market decides is going to be for every, any given moment. Um, so 
without declaring values per much uh so much i would declare like i want my wrestling cards to go to you know for me like i'm gonna have my wrestling cards go to david porto you know co-owner of wtc because he's the guy i know that would appreciate understand and know what to do with that stuff uh right. or my stuff's gonna go to chuckster or my stuff's gonna go to paul oh no, my stuff's going to zan because he knows what to do with this kind of stuff like be mindful of people in your lives and then don't necessarily have to even be family members. So um, would you do that if you're making a will? Would you divide it between your close collecting friends and family? Would you give it all the family? How would you actually approach that? And, and there's no right or wrong. I'm just, you know, it's just yeah, a general I, I question. It, it's something to think about. Like I just sit down and actually have a conversation. Like I would have a conversation with my wife about that saying, hey, honey, you know, would you be, you know, uh, okay if I decided to, you know, give away, you know, all my wrestling cards to this person instead of you? You know, I, I, as my wife, I would think that, uh, you know, I, uh, it's important for me to have a conversation like that with her. Um, I don't want to blindside her after my death going like, oh, well, holy shit. I had no idea that he had, you know, right. other people in his life that he was willing to give this stuff to. And it's worth tens of thousands of dollars or something, you know? Right. I mean, I'd rather set up, you know, my wife and, and my, and my family first. So I, I probably go the family route, but I would probably you could also have things in your will or your, 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 your trust where you can be very specific too. You could be as very, as vague as you want or as specific as you want in these things uh, from my limited knowledge of this stuff. Um, where I can say all of my things are going to my son or my daughter or my wife or collectively all three of them or whatever, my grandkids. Um, but please make sure to have the advisement of Zan Morning or please have the adv advisement of, you know, of David Porto, people who know about my collection that could help guide you, these people and like, Hey, let me have a look at what you have. I I'll make sure that this stuff gets dispersed properly. If you're looking to sell, if now you want to hold on to it, totally cool. Um, but I would have specifics in that will or trust saying that, you know, please talk to these people to advise my loved ones, their value and what this stuff is. Cause a lot of times, you know, maybe my son grows up and has no idea, like, I don't know what a Hulk Hogan card goes for. I right. have no idea what a Kurt Angle card goes for. I have no idea what these things are. It's not my, it's not my lane. Well, and even if they, even if they didn't, the other thing people don't think about is sure. Not like my, you know, me or someone else. Oh, we'll just go look it up on eBay. Look at comps. Well, some people don't want to deal with any of this. They don't want to deal they, with that. They just, they, 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 some people I've actually been in wills where I was offered things and I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I yeah. don't want the money. I don't want to, I just don't want to deal with it. So. I mean, as us collectors out there, we see this all the time on social media where people will post and don't do the, the homework. And we talked about this many times in the past, you know, do your legwork, man, go out there and do your homework. Stop asking people to do the work for you by asking, like, how much is this worth? How much is this? How much is this? Go check eBay, go check online sales flat. But like you said, there's people out there who don't want to be burdened with that work. Right. And we are trying to make it as easy as possible for our loved ones after we're gone uh to do whatever they need to do with with this this stuff we're not going to associate uh or connect a price to our items because today i put a if i do a will today and say my stuff is worth this and i live another 25 years or 30 years that value could be drastically different good right. or, or bad so i i would have to put in invite you know here's a list of people that i would recommend you go and talk to if they're still around after i'm gone um Otherwise, you're shit out of luck. You have to do it, look it up for yourself, um, and and go and 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 have them uh, help you 
decide the, the value of these things so you can determine if you want to keep it or sell it or do whatever um it's going to be so many variables play into these kinds of decisions um that it really truly is a case by case basis on this so but but the fact is i do believe and think it's important that you consider your collections uh in your in your wills and it's something that you should not ignore let's close out the show with view with talking about the cards being looked at as assets yes. and this is actually a topic we're gonna a couple weeks from now we'll be discussing the the idea of like true collecting and that that whole thing so um Every, most people we've okay we've got the camp that has always viewed cars as assets mm -hmm. you know even back like all of us when we were going back we'd pull a rare car oh what's beckett say this is worth you know what yep. i mean so it's always been there but there's also a bit for for a lot of us there's the part of we want to collect because we like to collect and that you know i think that's very important to kind of view your collection and let me give you a prime example of how i'm approaching this i've got stuff like the all-stars like the hogan pmg the rock auto stuff like that it's kind of Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say they're groundbreaking cards, but they're more worth more than, you know, the average card. Sure. But then I've got all the carry and cross stuff. And that is that is the stuff that I'm collecting, because if I, you know, I'm loving trying to get as big of a collection of that stuff as possible. So if I can get, you know, 500 base cards of WWE Prism carrying across, like nobody wants that but me. So from a asset perspective, I don't view that kind of stuff as it now. Could that stuff be resold after I pass away? And you know, somebody makes some money on it. Could they make like five or All 10 of bucks off be. that? Sure. All absolutely. But that's why I also like to run through that exercise I was telling you about where if I see something as more of an asset than part of my PC, I just assume get rid of it now and invest that money. Or again, you know, put that money into a house payment, a car payment, like whatever sure. that's going to affect my life currently or my family or immediate family's life or help out a family member. Then I would try to figure that out later. Yeah, if I mean, it all depends. Of course, it all depends on how proactive you want to be about something um, like this, as we're mm -hmm. talking about, you know, obviously after we pass, do you want to be proactive about it now and make those decisions so that things are taken care of and sold for so you don't have to burden the people uh, who will have to take care of this stuff after you pass? Do you want to do it now or do you want to just put the uh, lay everything out in, in paperwork and say, here's what I'd like for my stuff to be done with, uh, you know, who it should right. go to and what to be done with it all? Um so there's different ways to approach that. You know, do I want you to do all the work after I've gone or do I want to help you do the work while I'm still here and sort of transition this stuff into just actual right. money of some kind and help you out the best I can. But at that point, it's like, I mean, that's also kind of a catchy thing. Like, you know, am I done with this hobby? So I'm going to kind of wipe my hands clean of it all and move on to something. Or do I know of something that I haven't told my family members yet that I'm, uh, you know, got a condition that I haven't disclosed yet to everybody. And <laughs> I'm, you know, Holy shit, Zan's selling everything off. Is he okay? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's different ways to approach this. So, um, I think it, I still think it's important that you have that will or some sort of a trust put uh, in place, even if it's vague, that at least helps guide people to know what to do with your things after you're gone. When my, uh, you know, my grandfather passed away years and years ago when I was working for AOL. And I got this uh, package in the mail that I was, and because my my mother had passed away as well, so it went down the ladder. My grandfather had passed away. Uh, the property eventually got sold. Um, um, uh, the, you know, my mother had already been passed away long before that. 
And so it came to me and my brother and my sister. And so I've gotten this itemized list of all this stuff. And I just, you know, it told me what everything was. And this company had to go through and assess value to everything and blah, blah, blah. It was a lot of work, man. I had to get yeah. things notarized and all these. I mean, it was just a lot of work. So the more information you can provide ahead of time is less work for your family members, your loved ones, whoever it is that you're going to, uh, you know, push this this stuff onto after you've passed. So I, I think it's an important thing. It's, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 54 this year. So it's, um, you know, I, I've got, um, I always say I'm playing the back nine of the course right now. So um, uh, it, it's, I've got to start, you know, thinking about what I'm going to do before I get to the clubhouse, man. And uh, it, it's, I, I, it's, it's weird to think about things. It can bring out different emotions in people. I think yeah. it can probably make people feel weird. Maybe people break down. I, I don't know, but it's important that if you have a collection and you have people in your life that you need to make sure are aware of what you have and say, you know, don't give my stuff away. This stuff could be valuable to you. Um, I would like for you to have it because this is the person I trust to take care of it. And here are the people I wish that you can connect with to help you guide you to sell this stuff. Um, I think it's important to have a game plan no matter what, because I've said all along, as we've talked about since the day you and I first met, uh, I started doing this. It's, it's part of our, our opening segment, <laughs> you know, it's like a stock market. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of what it is. I mean, and the stock market is assets and that's everything. This, my phone, this pen, this post-it note. This, this Hulkamania Tumblr that your store keeps selling out yeah. of. Yeah. Like this concha, this, <laughs> you know, this empty monster can will have value even after I drink it. Um, yep. It all has value. So um, help people in your life that you want to take care of these things for you after you pass by being as hopefully as detailed as you possibly can. You can do it now if you're 21. You can do it now if you're 91. Yep. Um, just get it done because you don't want to uh, burden the people. Unless, unless that's your end, your end game. Like, you're like, F all these people. They were all assholes to me my whole life. So this is their <laughs> problem now. <laughs> and that's can, the we, case. can we leave that for, can we leave our will in that case to some people on Twitter or do we even want to give them that much love? <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't, I don't want to give anybody that much love. All right. And speak, speaking of getting some heat, let's close out with this. I got one more comment. All and right. if, if people didn't hate us already for wasting their time, not talking about just the cards, brother, yeah. but talking about, you know, some real life stuff here. That's why grading is important. Because it if is. you get that really high end card and it's in the slab, it tells you what it is. It tells the grade. So much easier for your average person off the street to sell. It's it's yep. ready to go. It's it's I mean, so uh, easy. Your average person probably won't know what the grading scale is and how that works like that. Well, I'm but saying like the information is there to look it up, like right there in front of you. Hey, Ed, usually you're asking me how people can find me, but I'm asking you first. How can people find you if they don't at, already know? At Zan Morning on all social platforms, wrestling with cards on YouTube, wrestling with cards, the podcast. More importantly, right here on this podcast that you're taking the time out of your busy day, busy schedule to listen to us talk about succession plans, which... Again, I am, I, I'm going to beat this drum over and over again, like death metal blast beats, actually. Uh, I like to hear and put out the content that is more than just the cards. If yeah. you want to hear about what's the latest release, what's the latest hobby controversy, this guy trimmed this card, blah, 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 blah. Like that stuff gets so old to me. It has its place. It is important, sure. But that's not necessarily what we're here to talk about. We want to make, sometimes we're going to talk about that, but other times we want to talk about real life, hard hitting facts of the hobby and you know how maybe help you out because that's the whole reason we started creating content so yeah, talk, talking about death isn't all like happy so 
No, not unless we're watching Undertaker matches or Mick Foley and Terry Funk matches. That might be true. True that. Hey, we're talking death. We got to have some old death matches too. Don't forget Superstar Billy Graham and Dusty Rhodes. Yep. There we go. Oh man, rest in peace, Billy Graham and and Dusty Rhodes. Jeez, never be another one like those guys. They were originals for sure. Tony, let everybody know where they can find you. WrestlingTradingCards.com. You can find all of our social media uh, pages on the bottom of every single page of our website. So. Uh, and you can all check out uh, the WTC TV. We don't do as much as Zan does, but uh, we're we got a few. Uh, we do our monthly recaps there with Paul from Price Guide, and um, I got a couple of things coming coming up. I think hopefully some a couple of different episodes and um, some interesting uh, content coming out there on, on the channel. Thank you guys for listening. Again, check the links in the show notes. We want you two things. We want you to make sure to check out the Worlds Collide Spotify playlist. So just some fun. Uh, adventurous music for all of you guys whether it's wrestling music or metal or who knows we're going to have some prints we're going to have some Motley Crue it's going to be great got some 80s throwback stuff on there it's going to be fantastic but also engagement we want you to be a part of that we want you to be a part of the show as I stated today Paul requested this topic if you have a topic you want talked about I don't care what it is if you want us to talk about a new release, if you want us to talk about the controversy, if you want us to talk about some super stale, rusty set from the 70s or something, I don't just let us know what you want. We'll try to do our best to cover it. We'll give you a shout out while you're at it. We want engagement. That's what this is all about, building community, putting information out there for people to take and run with it however they yep. see fit. So let us know. Check the show notes for all the ways you can help support. Hit subscribe. Leave us a review wherever you're listening to this on. There's tons of podcast platforms out there. Every review that you leave, especially if it's that specialty Dave Meltzer five-star Tokyo (laughs) Dome, you know, leave us that. It'll help get us in front of more collectors, in front of more listeners, and build the community, build the viewing audience. Until next time, there's one thing that I remember in the 80s that Motley Crue and Prince both said about wrestling cards, but a lot of people don't remember what it was. Tony happens to remember what that was. 100% 100% I do. Back in the day, I remember seeing this live. I think I saw Motley Crue first time uh, Magic Mountain. Um, and uh, I was in the, in the steps going up to the stage and Nikki Six turned and looked at me and said, get out of my effing way. And by the way, wrestling cards rule. Woo! Shout out the devil. Goodbye. <laughs>